Welcome to the Talking People and Technology podcast. My name's David Gasserotto, and it's great to be here again. I'm normally joined by my good friend, Jared, um, but he's unfortunately not able to be here today, so I'm going to fly solo, but um, very delighted indeed to uh, have a substitute Jared in the form of Jared McGrath. Great to have you here, Jared. Thank you, David. Pleasure to be here, and it's normally uh, differentiated by the, uh, the red and the rod. The red and the rod. Please explain. That's it. Jared oh, and yes. Jarod. Yes, yes, indeed. Spelt differently. Um, and uh, yes, but uh, great to have you here. Now, Jared, you are the CEO of Smart WFM. Do you want to just give us a little bit of an elevator pitch around Smart WFM and what you're doing there? Yeah, a pleasure. So Smart WFM is a consultancy. Uh, we're an advisory consultancy. And uh, we work in the area of workforce management. And we started the business, or I started the business, about 12 months ago because I saw a gap in the market. And there's a lot of misunderstanding of what workforce management is, what it means, where you can get value from it. And so what I wanted to do was to be able to work on the client side because there was also a lot of confusion on the client side about where you mm. could get value. And, and Smart WFM is a, is, a, is a consultancy that works with clients to demystify what workforce management is, where right. you can get value from it. Yep. And ultimately, the, the focus is on, is on productivity and, and people efficiency. Yep. Great. Well, I was going to ask that because we do have quite a broad listenership to the podcast. So the term WFM might uh, resonate with you and I. Um, but what exactly does that encover, uh, encompass? So... <laughs> In these, many, many years ago, if someone had said, what is workforce management, it would have been the collection of time as an input to payroll. Right, yep. But, but over, over time, the, the areas that WFM touches and expands has grown. And if you look at the market now in terms of technology, you've got wearables, you've got mobile devices, you've got artificial intelligence, you've got all of these different things... And ultimately, workforce management is, it uses those technologies like other parts of HR do. And it specifically these days focuses on things like availability, but mm. where am I available from? And, and, and so I can let you know that I'm available from a mobile phone when, when I'm available to work. Right. Um, I can find out when I'm going to be rostered for a shift. So if I'm, a, if I'm in healthcare... I know that I'm going to be working tonight in Ward A um, on mm, a shift mm. that goes from 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Um, and, and then if I'm in that ward and I'm a nursing unit manager or whatever it happens to be, yep. I know who's coming to my sh um, shift tonight. I know what the cost of the people is on, on that shift tonight. Yep. And ultimately, it removes a lot of the administrative time mm. and enables that nursing unit manager to focus on value-add stuff like yep. quality of care. Yep. So, so workforce management is is quite broad. Yep. But, um, but critical, mission critical to any organisation who relies on people to deliver its outcomes. It, it is, and it and it's very much operationally focused in its mm. nature. Mm. So, all the the, the people in your organisation that do something um, in terms of whether that be talking to a customer or talking to a patient in a hospital, it's very much associated with making their job more efficient and, and making their life easier mm -hmm. and, and ultimately 
enabling you to focus on the things that really matter and that's your customer. Yep, awesome. So I, I would say in the whole spectrum of digital HR and the sort of world we're in now, and I reckon you might even um, shoot me down for this, but I'm going to say the workforce management stuff, uh, it, it doesn't ooze the sexiness of some of the you know the other um, aspects of engagement, culture, um, you know, um, AI bots and everything else that's going on in our world right now. Um, but organisations that do it well, you probably don't even notice it's there. But if it's if an organisation's not run well, typically it's because this stuff is not being managed well, doesn't have systems, processes supporting it very well. Yeah, it's it's a interesting point that you raise. Like, it, there's a lot of organisations out there today that still work off paper, and yeah. and and it might seem sort of staggering to sort of think that. A statistic, actually. I was reading a report from Vantana Research. That mm. was It's a current report, and, mm. it's, a, and it's a very credible um, analyst firm. 7% of organisations manage their workforce effectively. Wow, 7%. And you sit here in 2017 yeah. and you think, how could that be? It's not good enough, is it? It's not. <laughs> it's not. But, but what a great opportunity. Come on. Right? What, a, what a great opportunity. All to, you uh, HR people out there, you operations people, there's your challenge. Let's get it up to at least, I don't know, can we get it to 10 by the end of the year? How many <laughs> clients can you touch this year? Well, let's put some measures on it, hey? But, yeah. but I, I think, you know, there's a great thing. And one of my reasons for starting Smart WFM yeah. is to actually bring a lot of education into the market mm, as well. Mm. And and for years, and I've been in this game now for about 15 years, specifically in the, in the workforce management space, and for far too long I've seen WFM people and HR people not spending enough time together. Yeah. And, and when both of those components together mm. touch all of your workforce, to say that you've got a, a people strategy or a digital strategy and you're not including both those areas you're actually missing something mm. and and mm. that comes back to the to the effectiveness of the way you manage your workforce so so one of my big game items is to actually bridge the gap between wfm and hr yep great I, look i think there's a lot of that um, I, I certainly think we see that too in other aspects hr's been a very siloed function in organizations and a lot of technology has been built around those silos too and um, i'm gonna i'm gonna change our tack a little now to talk more broadly around the whole HR tech scene. I'm going to, um, I think we can probably tap into some of those th those themes um, as well. Sure. Um, because you and I recently, have just recently returned from bumping into each other over in Las Vegas, isn't that uh, Yeah, that's right? correct. Yeah, on the street, wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> and I know um, typically uh, you, you, the prospect of going to Vegas for one of these conferences you know, fills you with, with a bit of excitement, but um, unfortunately, the uh, the shooting had happened the week before we were there, and it was a rather subdued environment for this year's the twentieth HR Tech Conference, which was the reason why we're there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, yeah, and just sort of starting on a, on a more somber note, one of the first things I did when I hopped off the aeroplane was I, was I took a, a, a walk up to to where the tragedy uh, occurred and. And I, I just felt this real need to actually walk up there and, and as a sign of respect to, mm, to, to mm. everyone that was um, involved in that. And uh, it, was a, it was a real emotional um, walk, but it was, it was one that I'm, I'm really glad that I did. And, and a lot of people said that the people of Las Vegas were, were very happy that, that things still went on in the town because yeah. 
because ultimately that's the, the livelihood of, of Las Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was since I got from cab drivers, Uber drivers and the like. And in fact, interesting, they were all, they were all really keen to talk about it. And mm. you sort of wonder whether people just want to move on quickly and, and not. So, um, But you know, look, with the backdrop of that, um, the 20th year HR Tech Conference at the Venetian Complex this year, so a change of scenery from where it's been in the past. Now, you've been to how many of these I've been to three HR yep, Techs now. Three of them. I think this was my fifth or sixth. I'm sort of losing count a little bit. Um, so we're, we're sort of su- semi-veterans of the of, of the scene. So I guess um, uh, probably want to take a few minutes just to reflect on, on what we both experienced and, and just see where we landed with that. So let's start with the event itself. What was what was your sort of um, view of the uh, the big 20th year event? So it was a very similar um, format to what I've sort of seen in the past mm. at, the, at the HR Tech. I find the event very good from a thought leadership point of view. Mm, that, that's mm. what I really find I, where I get value out of it. Yep. Uh, the, the, the technology sh- floor or the, the exhibition is just a wash of, of vendors yeah. and the, they're everywhere. It's, it's a very challenging environment for the uninitiated. And I've, I've said this to people who are newbies or are planning to go there that uh, that expo is probably the most intimidating thing you'll ever experience. <laughs> um, yet it shouldn't be. It should be the place that you, you kind of can wander around and it should be like Disneyland for uh, those of us in HR tech. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yet it's interesting. We, we sort of think um, it, it, it come it, to me, It's this event's always felt like it's for the industry, by the industry. And, and to some degree, you can feel like uh, if you're there to shop for... Um, for something it's almost like where do i start how do i engage you know so yeah um, if, if i was a buyer i would i would i don't know where i would start yeah yeah <laughs> and you you, you look you, you see all the big suppliers that have been there forever but then you see all of these new suppliers everywhere mm. and they're all touting the, the next greatest ai or the next bot or the next yep. voice recognition or, or whatever it happens to be and mm. and i, I it's very hard to to work your way through all of that. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I guess it comes down to to the to the old saying: What's the outcome you're trying to achieve, and then you know find a technology that uh, that fits around it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, interestingly, I I was on um, I, I went to Chicago first to Workday's conference, and so I was catching I was on a four hour flight back to Vegas from Chicago. There's a guy sitting next to me with his laptop open. They've all got Wi Fi over there too yes, on the planes. Yeah. You can't escape. They're always on, um, and the guy next to me had the um, the website for HR Tech open, going through all of the exhibitors and taking notes and going, you know, so he's building his list out, which is a very right, smart right. way of doing it. So, yeah. um, hopefully, I, I doubt he got anywhere near the list that he was creating, yes. but um, yeah. good way of going about it. So for me, um, I, I, s- I guess um, I had a, f- uh, a, a different experience. It was shorter for me. I didn't actually t- um, get a delegates pass this year. I was just in the expo. So I think I got a bit down under the covers of the expo a lot more sure, yeah, this okay. year. And, and um, I found that quite a, a good experience. I've got quite a lot of relationships now that I've built um, through that community. And, and so it was, for me, it's about you know remaking those acquaintances, seeing where they're at, seeing where they're going. Uh, but importantly for our clients, um, it's to, to you know, really try to cut, cut through the crap, the marketing crap, to see what's really going on and see what is going to be important to them. So there's a few themes that were emerging for me, um, things like uh, this whole AI and bots, you know, so being able to um, use more sophisticated 
technology to do some of the routine stuff that HR people are doing. And I, and I think that's taken another level this year. And there's some really practical apps around that too. Um, and this whole uh, you know, voice thing is coming. If you look at the average American, they're using voice on their phone to prompt it more than I see out here. And uh, so I, 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 could, I could sense that we're moving pretty quickly to a point in time where you're going to be able to speak into an Alexa or a Google Home and uh, get, you know, get a whole heap of information that's pertinent to, pertinent to you as a manager or as an employee about what's coming up in your day. A- absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I concur. And, and if, if you look at a practical example in, in my sphere of workforce management, you, mm. you'll be able to talk at your, your phone and say, when am I next rostered to work? Yeah. I can't make it to work tomorrow. Mm. And that'll go in and it'll schedule or note you as unavailable. Yeah. It will find a replacement in the background for you. All of this will just happen under the, under the covers and, and it'll be very seamless yeah. Um, transaction and you'll know that the right person is going to turn up to work with the mm. right skills at, at the right time yeah that's um yeah i can envisage it's like you know hey siri i'm not feeling very well and siri goes i've got this absolutely <laughs> goes back and does all the all the stuff it needs to um to uh book your sick leave make sure your roster's covered and um comes up with some flimsy excuse to your boss at the same time <laughs> exactly <laughs> So that's pretty cool. What other themes did you see or, or some of that, perhaps even tapping into some of the thought leadership that you, you heard? Because you, as I said, I was in the expo floor. You were out there were um, able to get into some of those sessions and see the keynotes for real. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I really enjoy going to those keynote sessions and uh, probably don't have time to unpack all of them uh, today. But the two that, that stood out for me that I really enjoyed was uh, Jason Averbook's session mm. and mm. also Josh Burson's yep. session. Two of probably the biggest profile HR tech um, thought leaders around and, and uh, inimitable, both of them. Indeed. Um, uh, and, and great thinkers. So uh, what were some of the thoughts that, that piqued your interest? So, so from Jason's perspective, probably the key thing, and, and this is not really going to be a surprise to anyone, I don't think, but mm. just start with a strategy. Mm. Make sure you've got a strategy in place. And gone are the days of implementing a module for the sake of implementing a module mm. or or implementing a module because it's going to make someone's life better. But if that implementation doesn't come back to a business strategy that doesn't tie to, mm. to a, an outcome, then why are you doing it? Because yeah. someone's going to ask for it. And... and I think now more than ever in all the years that I've been around technology, it's it's moving to the norm that you actually need to be delivering something from an outcomes yeah, perspective. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you don't know what a good what, you know what problems you have or what value can be created, then how choose solutions, implement them effectively to deliver that value, right? Yeah, I- exactly. And, and, a, and a, a comment that Jason made during his keynote was uh, HR is not a module. Mm. And, yep. and I think it's very, it's very true. Yeah. Like if you look at a, a business problem, and it's sort of back to what we were saying earlier on about WFM and, and HR. Mm. Like if, if I'm a business person or a CEO, I don't look at the modules that sit inside a technology layer i yeah. just know yeah. i've got a business problem and i need to solve it yeah. and and it's up to the to the experts to work out what modules they need mm. Mm. but but uh just 
solve the problem. Give, give me the yeah. business outcome. Yeah, we live in the age of experience now, and this is something that Jason talks really loudly about too. Um, and you know, to your point there, if you if you flip that lens over to the employee side, it's it's even um, more salient because the average employee doesn't give a shit about what application they're using, um, whether it's you know the HR system, the, the the LMS, the recruitment system. They just want to get in there and do what they need to. They want to interact with a system or an app that they can do the transaction, get in, get out. They don't really care what it is. So it's really up to us to help frame what what creates what that experience looks like, which is a combination of the the transaction and having all that stuff managed effectively and efficiently and having the data foundations in place to support those, but also the interaction layer as well. And I think one of the themes I saw coming through, it comes through in the thought leadership, but it was evident on the expo floor too, is this real focus on experience and on, and that's the superficialities of that are user experience, right? And mm. it's about creating prettier front ends. Now, in the past few years, I've seen some pretty funky looking stuff in the HR space, but when you get them to show what it's actually doing, there's not much substance behind it. Yeah. This yeah. year, I was really pleasantly surprised to see um, some really great uplift generally across user experience. But the user experience looked like it was being done by people who had the design skills, but also the domain knowledge to understand how functionally this was going to tie into something of value around the HR spectrum. So that was really cool. A absolutely. Gee, I, there's a lot of things I could say on that that are all positive. Yeah. Um, and, and so just on experience for one, getting the employee experience right mm. then just propagates one-to-one -to, -one to the customer experience. Mm. Because if, if your employees are, let's just say, transacting in a seamless way then that mean, and, and an efficient way, then that means that those employees can actually focus then on those value-add tasks, yeah. which are working out how to spend more time with their customers mm. and the types of value that they can add to those customers that they're looking for when they walk into that hospital or walk into that store or whatever they're yeah. whatever whatever they're actually doing. To round that out, that's that to me is the essence of viewing HR uh, in the digital age. So we've got to be viewing it from the experiences we're creating from our customers. We need to replicate that or create a very s uh, similar feeling for employees because it's all symbiotic, right? Absolutely, yeah. it is absolutely and. And the other thing that, that became very clear uh, from both J Jason and both Josh said this as well, is that there is a real need to have what they just call the HR architecture. Mm -hmm. So making sure that these experiences are right. And, and if you'd have asked me maybe two or three years ago, was it acceptable to work across different apps? Mm at the start of the real transition into digital? I, I probably would have said no. Mm, mm. But these days, I actually think it's okay. Yeah. And, and if you look at Facebook, you look at mm. Instagram, you look at Twitter, LinkedIn, w whatever the technology mm. is, your staff, your employees, or your customers, they're actually just working seamlessly across mm. all of these yep. applications now. In context though, right? And that's the key I, to me. You know, we use uh, my iPhone's probably got two hundred apps on it. Now I don't use two hundred apps; I probably use four, you know, thirty of them, yep. maybe. Um, but I, don't, I'm happy to go into LinkedIn for a context, into my banking for a context, and 
it's a different experience from a user perspective. But I don't care because it, it works. It does and what I need to do and I know how to use it intuitively. That's right. And as long as that HR architecture ensures that the integration is working between them, so you're not having to log into that one or yeah. pass a piece of info or type a piece of information yeah. into that, then, then that's actually okay. Yeah. If I and go into my banking app and uh, I can't get the balances for three of my accounts, that'll give me the shits, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, But I'm reliant on all the integration and all the funky stuff that's going on in the banking platform to deliver that. But all I want is that experience on my, um, my phone, right? Absolutely it is. That's cool. Um, now, we are, we are rapidly getting through our, our time here. There's a few things that I did want to um, touch on. Sure. Just to round out experience in, um, in Vegas, and uh, you know, uh, one of the things that, um, probably one of the highlights for me, um, was hanging out with you and a whole bunch of Aussies and Kiwis on that last night that we rounded up. And um, uh, to see the innovation and um, just the great community around HR tech and HR tech startups in our part of the world, um, we made a real splash, a real impact over there. What were your thoughts around uh, you know, getting together with those guys? And I'll, I'll drop some names here. You know, the Video My Job guys, um, who are awesome, great friends of ours, the Live Hire crew, you know, um, just a, a brilliant some brilliant minds doing some awesome disruptive stuff around that whole recruitment and talent space. Um, the story of Culture Ramp and how well they've done over the years um, and, and continue to grow. Um, and Fuel 50, so Ann Fulton and Joe Mills at Fuel 50 who continue to break new ground and do exciting stuff around career um, career path planning and, and, and career management. Um, just to name a few. You know. a- a- absolutely. And and I was um, sitting next to the, the chap that uh, started on Border as yeah, well. Yeah, and Brent. But, but when, when I walked in... Mm. I knew that the event was on for, for some of the Aussies, but when I walked in and saw about 50 people there, it was mm. like, wacko, how yep. about this? This is, this is awesome. Yeah. This, is, this is really cool. And, and yeah, yeah, it's a big event, but, but to have Australia and New Zealand and this part of the world represented so well mm. at, at an event like that and, and be right up there in terms of the, of the innovations that are coming out of this region is, is really rewarding. And yeah. And I guess that's part of the world that we live in today. The world today is a network, mm. and mm. and it doesn't matter where you're at in that network. You you're, you're just a node, and you're connected to it. Yeah, and uh, it's it's wherever the the right innovations mm. are coming from. Do you know what I like about it? Um, there's this sense of wanting to help each other that I really love. And and having worked in big software back in my day, um, and being in sales roles where you were given a playbook of how to pour fud and, um, you know, really attack your competition every step of the way. It was always, it was always, we always felt mucky and yucky. Mm. and like, you know, These guys are all about, you know what, it's a principle of abundance here. We're all going to thrive if we support one another and be proud of what each other are doing and, and, and all that. And, and it's just a, it's a great feeling. Yeah, and I think that the whole market's moving to niching these days. Like mm. everyone is just carving out their little spot and they know where they fit in and, and there's plenty of room for everyone. Yeah, awesome. All right, I'm going to park the rest of that discussion on HR Tech. Um, and I, I know you wrote a piece recently um, rounding out your experience. So if you want to find out more about Jared's experience, go, go and look him up on LinkedIn, go to the Smart WFM website and... Uh, and, and check the blogs out. Um, he's a prolific author 
and uh, writes incredibly well. I really like uh, engaging with your stuff, Jared. So we might actually round up by talking about some exciting stuff you've got planned around um, a book. Yeah, so, a book, yeah. So tell me about, first of all, what, what inspired you to write a book? I mean, why would, you know, uh, we're busy enough without having to do that sort of stuff. Yeah, one, <laughs> one could call me mad. Uh, I guess it comes back to something that we were talking about at, sort of at the outset of the of the podcast, and it was it was around workforce management me, being misunderstood. Mm. Where does it fit into the HR HCM suite? Many different views around it, and and the reality is seven percent of organisations managing their workforce yeah. effectively and. WFM hasn't always had a good rap over the mm. years and not all the projects have been successful. And and so what I really wanted to do was just unpack the 15 years that I've been in the industry mm. and and make it available to everyone. Yep. So so I got this idea that I'd write a book and and so what I did was I, I wrote the book essentially in two parts. Mm. The, the first part is what is workforce management? Uh, what does it mean? Where can you get value from it uh, from a business perspective? Yep. And, and, and on that, the whole book is written from the lens of, of the business. It's not written from a vendor's point of view mm. or it's not written from, from my point of view. I put a, a business lens on right. that when yep. I wrote the book. So the first part is what is workforce management? Where do you get value from it? Then it's uh, what does it mean to your people? Mm. What does it mean to your customers? And then what is digital workforce management mean or digital uh, mm. in, in, in the people space. Yep. Great. Um, so what's the timing? Can people go and buy this book right now? So it's, I'm in the final stages of edit yep. at this point in time and we're just, we're actually just editing part two at the moment, which is a methodology yeah, right. uh, about so how to actually get workforce awesome. management. So, right. so it's got a practical aspect to it to help people to, to move themselves forward. Yeah, absolutely, and it, and it's all written from just real life experiences. Mm, it's mm. just anecdotes, and this is what I've seen, and this is what I've seen work, and this is what I haven't seen work, and it, it's it's not necessarily meant to be right and wrong, and but it's just there for you to uh, to, to guide and to, to to really just help firm up your decision making mm. process, mm. prompt your thinking. A- absolutely. So I think I diverted us from uh, the the vital information about uh, when people can get their hands on this thing. So <laughs> publish. Around February, March. Awesome. So we're just in the final stages of, of editing now, but it, it's not far away. Yeah, and, excellent. And I can't wait. And you've got a, f- a few collaborators involved. I, know, I, I certainly know um, Jason Averbrook, the aforementioned, is going to uh, write a few words for you, which is awesome. Yeah, so Jason's going to do the foreword in the book, yeah. which is uh, which is very exciting. Yep. And uh, spent some time with him before HR Tech started, actually, just sort of uh, sitting down and having a chat with him, mm. not too dissimilar to what we're having now. And mm. it was, uh, it w- it's great to be able to just have these types of conversations because it's, it's, it's good just to sort of help firm up. And, and for me, particularly when I was speaking to Jason, it was a lot of it was really firming up the, the content and the finessing of the content yeah. before I actually go to market, which is part of one of the reasons why I went to HR Tech as yep. well, just to, to hear all the latest forward mm, leadership mm. to make sure that it was it was all in line with what I was actually writing. Yeah, and then I also did three three interviews in the book as well. Uh, one from a, a customer perspective, uh, Georgina Poulos from T two mm-hmm. basically talked about what it meant from a from their perspective to do a workforce management implementation mm. in, a, in a digital age. Right, and uh, one of the quickest implementations, global implementations I've ever seen. It uh, 
it was under 12 weeks to do a whole organisational mm. transformation. Wow. And uh, that's where digital can add value to you and yep. if your organisation's ready to change. Yeah. I've also had the um, uh, Aaron Ayn from Kronos oh, yep. did uh, an interview on mm. what is workforce management yep. and where's it going. So a vendor perspective and a vendor that's been, what, 40 years in the business? 40 Kronos? years, yeah. I, I, it Has was their birthday this week. Yeah, every and iteration of, of technology through that time and uh, continue to be one of, the, you know, one, not one of, if not the leaders in the space. That's it. And and it's you're, you're always learning. Yeah. And, and one of the things that came out very early in the interview with Aaron was that the term workforce management mm. was actually coined by Kronos oh, in, there you go. in 1982. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of the terms we use have been coined by um, the uh, some of the vendors and their marketing teams. So it's uh, certainly a, a fertile ground for some of the vernacular that we use. A- absolutely. And then th- and then the final interview we did in it was uh, by a chap by the name of Matt Michaelwitz, and mm-hmm. he's uh, at an AI advocate. He, he grew mm. up in the world of AI. He, right. Both his parents were PhDs in AI. Yeah. And and he's now in AI as well. And mm. and some of the perspectives that we got from from that in terms of AI and where it's moving in the world and the definition of it and yeah. clearing up some of the myths about it, what it is and what it isn't, are, are just fascinating to, to so read. Well, this is all just, to me, this is just topics for further episodes. Um, we could explore any one of these for a 20 or 30 minute burst, I reckon, and we probably should at some point in time. If you'd like to come <laughs> back, I'd, uh, I'd be more than happy to yeah, come, absolutely. David. It's well, it hasn't been that scary, has it? No, it was all right. <laughs> so this is my first podcast, so you can all give me a rating. <laughs> yeah, and I think, unfortunately, we've probably um, exhausted our time now, Jared. But um, what it's been a great little exploration of uh, the world of WA- WFM, our experiences in Vegas, and uh, really grateful for you coming in and spending some time with us this afternoon and um, looking forward to the next chance we have to do so absolute pleasure thanks for having us great i'll uh, catch you next time see you david